We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. You know, there's big bucks when it comes to targeting one demo for ads, and that demo is children. New Harvard study finds social media companies made more than $11 billion from kids under the age of 13. YouTube solved more than $959 million from kids, and Instagram bought in $800 million. Facebook way down at $137 million. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by our tech expert, Ian Shuri. He's in the KRLD Zoom room. Ian, thank you so much for the time. Always happy to do this. Now, these numbers sound extremely high, but how high could they have gotten? Well, I think what's important here is not just that they feel extremely high, but it's just for the year 2022, right? Like it's it's all inside of one year. And it I think it speaks very much to the anxiety that exists around regulation and the issues around social media. So you know, you point out that, you know, we are talking about millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. But to put it in a little bit of context, for example, Snapchat derived uh, the greatest share of its overall ad revenue from users under 18, 41% of its revenue. So nearly half or yeah, nearly half of its revenue is coming from people under age, uh, followed by TikTok, TikTok, which is over a third of its revenue, and then YouTube, which is over a quarter. So we're talking about not just, hey, you've got to stop, right? It's if we stop, we significantly become smaller companies. And so how do the companies kind of find a way to make this work? make us happy, right? And also be able to be successful companies, which at the moment, it feels like there's very much those things are in, in kind of balance, not balanced with each other. And those numbers that I mentioned in the introduction are all involving kids under the age of 13. When you yeah. add the teenagers in, we're talking multiple billions. Yes. And and that's, that's, that's really, it's, it's unbelievable how large the amount of money is involved here. And also part of the problem we have is that unlike a lot of other things, we've let this go for a long time, right? We have not really talked about the danger of social media enough. I mean, people like me are talking about it till we're blue in the face, but you get bored of listening to me for a while and then, you know, no one does anything and then it happens again. And so I think part of the challenge here is that it's become such a normal part of life, kind of in a similar way to smoking, or even if you want to imagine way back when, when people were, you know, were arguing about putting on their seatbelts, right? And it's kind of people were were raised in a certain way. And now they're like, oh, well, I don't want to change. And I think that we look at these tech companies, which are enormous and represent vast swaths of the economy. 
and we have to say, well, wait a minute, are we okay with the way that they're acting? And of course, the question then comes in is, at what point does government regulate them? And what kind of regulation can a government do? Yeah, so the first answer to your question, 2023, we now know was the least productive year in modern history for the U.S. Congress, right? And I'm not saying that as a partisan critic, that is a stat. So that's important to keep in mind in terms of discussion about whether or not to regulate the tech industry. The other thing also is that a lot of the governments around the world are looking at AI right now, right? They're really talking about, worried about the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, and they're worried about impacts on the economy, future of jobs, all those types of very, very, very important conversations. So if we're thinking about who's going to regulate the social media world, I don't have very high hopes that it's going to be any governments, which I do think is that there is increasing pressure, including research like this from Harvard, that's kind of trying to say, look, you guys, look, we get it. You've got to make money, but there's got to be a way to do it in a way that's safe for everybody. And I think that pressure, hopefully, is going to have some impact because I, I don't have a lot of faith that there will ever be really any laws, at least in the near future, well, to resolve these we're, issues. We're talking about online ads, but for decades, television has targeted mm -hmm. ads towards children. What's the difference? Yes. The, the key difference actually is really fascinating. So uh, you may remember that when you would channel surf, right? Let's think back 20 years ago and you got to, for example, a kid's television channel. Yes, all of those ads were kid oriented, but they were not targeted beyond that age group. And we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It was kind of an understanding that we build it and you will come, right? So the ads were not following you around the internet. They were, oh, you're in a kid zone now. We're going to show you kid ads. Same thing, by the way, if you were watching the Super Bowl, right? There's a certain set of ads that tend, you know, cars and drinks and stuff like that, that are always at the Super Bowl because that is the culture that they want to grow. In internet advertising, they are targeting specifically at you. Right. So this is actually collecting data about who you are, like, you know, above the age of 40 Star Trek nerd living in, in the middle of Maryland. 
And then they send you specific ads based on that. And according to laws we have today, that is not okay when you're talking about kids under the age of 13, which is why Harvard continues to push on this jump is that technically these aren't even following the, the few laws we have in the books today. Isn't the other problem also foreign companies or foreign countries aren't bound by our laws as far as targeted ads? Yeah, TikTok is a great example of that, right? I mean, I, we talk about TikTok all the time, but yes, a, a, a non-US-based company that is really on top of the world right now, that they don't have to follow the laws here unless they're dealing with US customers. And generally speaking, they're not going to be easily bullied into doing the right thing. Not that Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or Elon Musk have at all been willing to be bullied into doing the right thing at Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot. But I think that it's going to be very interesting to see part of what's causing these conversations to keep going now is the national security impact, right? The fact that TikTok is such a big company, if it was an American company, I doubt we'd be really having these conversations. But because it's Chinese, because there are larger economic kind of concerns and military concerns, then we're saying, OK, well, maybe we actually do need to regulate this stuff and and treat this stuff with a lot more seriousness than we have. How realistic is it for a little bit of parental control? Is it realistic at all to think that parents are going to be able to keep their kids off social media? Oh, parental control. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the uh, I'm, I'm actually dealing with a, a form of this right now. My son has who is seven years old, has discovered Google, which is both an amazing and terrifying thing to me. And he's also getting he's learning how to get away around a lot of the parental controls I've set up. Right. So most of my hacker friends say, well, keep doing the cat and mouse thing and he'll learn more computer stuff as he's trying to get around you. But of course, the big question is, yes, where do I as a parent fit in? And the truth is that we've been asking these questions for decades, right? Before this, we were asking questions about the books they read. We were asking questions about who they were hanging out with, what TV they were watching, whether or not MTV was causing the downfall of society. We remember all of these conversations. And of course, we have the benefit of the fact of knowing that rock and roll did not destroy everything. MTV did not turn everyone into a Satanist and everything else. So in those cases, yes, there is an element of me as a parent teaching my kid how to be responsible on the internet. There's also an element of we live in a in the in the real world where even if my child is doing right the internet can still treat them wrong and making sure that as few companies are incentivized to treat them wrong as possible we're looking at 11 billion dollars last year in yeah. ads targeted to kids what are we going to be looking at five years from now will we be look back at 2022 and say 11 billion only 11 billion <laughs> I mean, these numbers are mind blowing. I can't actually imagine 11 billion of anything in my head, right? There, I, I would remind you there are only 8 billion of us on the planet, right? Like think of every person in the entire world and then extra, right? It's, it's really actually hard to wrap your head around. And yes, I do expect these things are gonna grow because even though Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all these things seem like they are enormous. And by the way, they are, right? They're the most traffic websites in the world still, we're talking about something around half of the online population in the world has a Facebook account. That's it, right? There's still a bunch of people who have not interacted with it. And YouTube is a little broader, but still same situation. 
And as more and more people get access to the internet, regular access to the internet, access to smartphones, regular access to all these things, these numbers are just going to go up, up, up. And they're going to be in countries, by the way, where they are not dealing with these questions as much because and a lot of times they're struggling just to keep things online and to have a stable society, right? Think of places like we're talking about Argentina and Brazil right now that are struggling just as societies. How do they deal with these questions? So part of what I'm really watching for in the next few years is where the European Union and the United States step up, because it's not just about the people who live in those places. And clearly something needs to be done. And we can't entirely trust other countries to do it for us. And then, of course, you added the other factor that has really grown the last year, and that's AI. How much of an influence is that going to have? Oh, it's enormous. And part of it is because AI is constantly hungry for data, right? Part of what has made AI work the way it does today and why it's so magical is that there is enough data out there on the internet that they've been able to pull from that trains the AI, right? Imagine like training a toddler, but very fast into adulthood, training the AI into being able to talk back and understand and reason all these things. So uh, the thing is that social media is a very important source of data, right? You actually learn a lot. And I know we can all make jokes about all of this, right? Knitting clubs or Nazis or anything in between, right? But the truth is that that is that data is gonna be incredibly important as AI grows. So we have to ask those questions. When are social media companies gonna give the AIs access to data? How are they making sure our privacy is protected? A New York Times journalist literally in the last couple of days showed that they were able to actually pull out uh, dozens of of New York Times journalists emails from ChatGPT, right? And it it was stuff that was in the training data that otherwise was hidden. So. All of these questions need to be answered because we can't just obviously trust industry to take care of itself. Ian Sure, thank you so much. Absolutely. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.